0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Here on Log Talk Radio, we are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at three four seven. Nine eight nine eight eight nine nine, 8899 or of course on the internet at blogtalkradio.com, I thank you for making this the number one listen-to medical program here in South Florida, and we will get off with the show very shortly. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This is Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Thank you for joining us with over 273 episodes archived here on blogtalkradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dr. Ron. I've over 50 years of experience as a medical physician with specialties in family practice and emergency medicine and a licensed acupuncturist in the state of Pennsylvania. I'll be joined today by Drs. Jerry and Dr. Dan. For our weekly discussions of medicine, our topic today, later on after we get through our initial uh, commentaries, will be on thyroid disease and its effect on our uh, systems, and and uh, we'll get into a lively discussion about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to be sure that we uh, this week with Thanksgiving coming up that we Uh, Not only are thankful and have an attitude of gratitude, but also thank our servicemen and our uh, men and women in in uniform for the armed services and the first responders and our police officers who allow us to uh, say the things and uh, be the way we are in the United States of America. Well, let's get the lawyers part of this show out of the way first. to confirm any dying, any information obtained on this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a really interesting week and sometimes you hear me talk about uh, putting duct tape on my head and uh, uh, this, this is a week uh, for me to do that. Uh, a lot of crazy things have been happening, especially with the FDA. Uh, and I want to talk to you about a cancer drug. But if this doesn't blow your mind, let's start with this. Uh, it's about it's, it's a scandal you that you never heard of. The agency has been on an approvals kick lately, rubber stamping practically everything that comes its way, even when its own experts urge them to say, and oh no, as a result, a new analysis found a surge of approvals of critical heart treatments, even when there was no solid evidence that they work. So this report on Medscape, Medscape Medscape.com finds no less than six new heart devices that flunked their own clinical trials. But guess what? They were approved anyway. In research for a non-metal dissolving type heart stint called the Absorb Bioresorbable Scaffold Stint, all the endpoints went in the wrong direction, according to Medscape. Guess what? Approved. An implantable heart device called Watchman did not meet both co-primary endpoints. Guess what? Approved. Cardio MEMS had shenanigans in the study causing the FDA to order new research. The company instead continued with the flawed trial. Guess what? Approved. And we could go on and on. At least three other devices had serious problems in research but are on the market or headed right there now anyway, according to Medscape. This isn't some out there rabble-rousing group of troublemakers like we are here on Blog Talk Radio Medscape is as mainstream as they get, a leading source of news and information for the medical profession. And when Medscape calls out to Houston or say they have a problem, you can bet your stints there's a problem. In this case, it's not just ineffective treatment. It's that patients who choose shiny new don't get the tried and true. And when the shiny and new fails, it's usually too late to go back to the get tried and true because bad things happen to you. And yet thousands, maybe and probably more of Americans, are now in line for these devices. All this is happening because of something that was uh, talked about a year ago, the decision to put Dr. Robert Califf in charge of the FDA, He doesn't look like he's on the side of the patients. He's a big pharmaceutical guy who made his career helping the industry get his stuff crammed through approvals as quickly as possible. Now that he has the keys to the store, he's marching them through faster than ever. Heck with the evidence, the American patients could be uh, about to pay the price in a big way. So if your heart patient and your doctor are pushing you to get some new fancy device, I ask you to use your critical thinking, demand to see the evidence, then go home, get on the computer, do your own research. Okay? Really important, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, th- these people are not looking out for your own interests. And we've talked here on Dr. Ron for, about the FDA many, many times. So let's just Go on with this for one more so that I can get uh, my migraine uh, healed here. How about chronic pain sufferers out there? Suppose you have chronic pain from arthritis. Your doctor gives you what? A prescription for Celebrex, a COX-2 inhibitor? It's the only one left on the market because the other ones, biox and Bextra, they were stripped from pharmacy shelves after tens of thousands of patients suffered heart attacks or strokes while taking them. But The FDA said the Celebrex could keep on selling, and big pharmaceutical companies say it's safe, so millions take it every single day. The only problem is the research that supposedly proves its safety has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. The Vioxx tragedy was one of the biggest scandals in modern history. Before Merck pulled it off the shelf, this medicine killed over 60,000 people, and the drug maker was accused of doing everything it possibly could to mislead doctors and patients about the danger. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Pfizer was supposed to be studying this drug, but uh, I could go on and on. And there was a Dr. Stephen Neeson who led a 10-year study that supposedly lifted the cloud that Celebrex was under, but it did anything but that. The first goal of the study was to see if Celebrex is more dangerous than two other nonsteroidals, steroidals that, that, the, the typical called NSAIDs. And the NSAIDs it was put up against were naproxen and ibuprofen. Only the Celebrex was given at much lower doses. And the experts are saying that that's enough evidence right there to question the results. In fact, The standard Celebrex dose for rheumatoid arthritis sufferers is double what the patients took in the trial. But guess what? Close to 70% of the people in this big trial, they dropped out of it. Okay? So 70%. So the people got, you don't know what happened to them. But not all experts have... uh, chewed on this and, and swallowed this wheat, however. The head of the American College of Cardiology said it's not as bad as Viox Is in no way... Okay, the, the study said, quote, it's not as bad as Viox but the, the, uh, the American Cardi- College of Cardiology said that's no way to recommend to take a drug. The year Celebrex has been in use. Numerous tests have found it to be a very dangerous drug. Why? Even before this latest trial and two other studies uh, were on the market, Celebrex was found to double the risk of serious heart problems. One expert that I saw said this current research did not answer any safety questions about the medication, and that's the tragedy of the research. But the real tragedy, ladies and gentlemen, is that additional people who will now start taking Celebrex or a generic Thinking that research has somehow proved it safe, when it really did not do anything of the sort. So, that's my uh, latest about the FDA and how they uh, so-called protect us. And I have one other th- other thing I want to uh, go over with you before we get our guests, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry, on the program. You'll just bear with me a second because I, I I had to read some of this. It's it's just so incredible. There's a drug out spelled X-T-A-N-D-I, Zandy. Guess how much it costs a month, ladies and gentlemen, $9,700 a month. Okay. And believe me, it's a poster child for greed and bureaucratic collusion. And I'm not the one that said that. That's a, a physician from the Human Rights Clinic at Indiana University Law School. $100,000 A hundred thousand dollar per year pill. Okay, it's a it you it's it is used to treat metastatic treatment resistant prostatic cancer. Global sales, by the way, were one point eight seven b billion dollars in twenty fifteen, and Medicare program paid over a third of that, like six hundred and thirty three million. Let me just cut to the chase, ladies and gentlemen. This drug was developed at the UCLA was funded from the National Institute of Health, the NIH, and the U.S. Department of Defense. The UCLA, they sold the rights to his research in 2015 for $500 million. Okay? And they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to sell government-funded discoveries because of a patent and trademark amendment act. Pharmaceutical companies say, well, the, they protest uh, about these prices. Well, believe me, this is our taxpayer money being used to fund research. And then it's being sold and we are left paying these high prices. A Canadian manufacturer of a of generic cancer drug says that it can produce this drug for $3 a pill. Medicare pays on an average of $70 per patented pill. So the National Institute of Health rejected a 2016 request from advocacy groups to license generic manufacturing of this drug. And the NIH director, who is Francis Collins, did not address the agency's role in drug development or its excessive cost in the United States that burden patients. Okay? So the pharmaceutical companies and the federal department share a well-documented revolving door of key staff. If the U.S. approves, now here's where it, it gets a little bit political again. If the U.S. approves the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP that we're hearing about, this advocacy group says expect the pharmaceutical company stranglehold on the U.S. consumers. To tighten even more, large pharmaceutical companies will gain new rights to increase medicine prices and limit generic drugs, according to the public citizen. That's www.citizen.org. The TPP was expected to come up for a vote. Well, we already heard that our president-elect is going to veto it. But these are just some of the uh, articles that I look at besides the medical ones that just make my hair turn gray. Well, it's it's already grow, gray. I hope it doesn't fall out. Dr. Jerry. Yes, good sir. Good afternoon. How are Same you? To you?
0: I am well, as they say in Iowa, happy as a pig knee deep in slop.
1: <laughs> that that ain't all bad. <laughs> Dr. Dan, how are you up
2: there in uh, Cape Carl? Yeah, I'm 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 good, Ron. You got me laughing already. They talking about your you? hair gray. You got to be kidding. I don't have any. <laughs>
1: well, we know that. We we know that's why they call you curly. Yeah, yours
2: is a beautiful white. I like that. Give me some, will you? <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. Well, we're not here to talk about our hair, ladies and gentlemen, but some of us have it and some of us don't. Uh, <laughs> well, like, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about what's going to happen next week. Um, let me just pull up this. I have a Doctor, a friend of Dr. Jerry... Uh, is named Mark Blatstein, and um, we're going to have Mark on the on the show next week. Mark is a uh, I probably should let uh, I'll let Dr. Jerry tell you about him, but former C.V. He's on the board of the Diabetes uh, Stakeholders Group, a Pennsylvania state-run board located in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that helps to design and implement diabetes education and outreach programs for the state of Pennsylvania. He sat on two diabetes boards at Philadelphia Jefferson's Hospital. Mark has been a guest speaker on television and radio programs over his lengthy career and has been a speaker at hundreds of diabetes-related events. He has written many stories and has published international diabetes publications and a number of books in the diabetes field. But really, Mark is the recipient of the Jocelyn Diabetes Center 50-Year Medal. That award is given to people who have lived with type 1 diabetes for 50 years or more who are currently in the Jocelyn Diabetes Center International Study for 50-Year-Old Medalists. Well, Dr. Jarek, I really want to thank you for uh, getting Mark uh, to to appear on the program. This will be a really exciting program for him, and for us, and for all our listeners with type 1 diabetes or pre-diabetes, I, I think we're going to get a lot of information from this gentleman. Do you have any, 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 any personal... Uh, uh... Yeah, uh, Ron? Yeah, sorry.
0: Eric, I, I, I stepped yeah, you're side. breaking up a lot. Yeah. All
2: right. right. So
0: I be- got the same thing, Jerry. Okay. Uh, I can, I can hear Ron. On now bottom line is uh, Mark is a personal friend of mine, a real sweetheart of a guy from the heart. And, um, you know, the funny thing is he had a severe accident. He fell through an elevator shaft two stories and was in a body cast for seven months. And uh, when I asked him, what the heck did you learn from the experience? He said, I, I realized I couldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> He he has a great sense of humor, but but more importantly, uh, he is an advocate for the people. Uh, He doesn't take any BS from these doctors. He looks them right in the face and tells them that they're lying. And, uh, you know, he's out there to put the truth out about diabetes. And it's so uh, brushed off and and not understood properly, and this guy is going to supply information that is practical, you know, to help – with the diet, with any other aspects of it, even some of the medication. And, um, you know, I love the guy, and and I figured he'll be a great asset for one of our programs.
2: You there? Yeah,
0: I'm there. I just... Okay.
2: I think Ron cut out. Jerry? Yeah, uh, I can't hear him.
1: Talk a little bit, I'll give here a second way to get into the program. What oh, uh, could you repeat yourself, Ron, because you're like breaking up?
2: Okay. okay. How 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 we are we doing, doing now?
0: You're much better.
2: Okay. Yeah, better okay. here okay. too. Right. But yeah, you were the invisible man for a minute. Okay. Well,
1: anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you have Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, and Dr. Ron here. I hope you didn't miss some of the stuff on the FDA and uh, our 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 uh, really educated guest next week on type one diabetes, uh, Mark Blastine. Okay, gosh, that, that that is so frustrating when uh, Blog Talk Radio does this to me. It just, just drives me crazy. Okay, well. Before we get on with, uh, we're going to talk, Terry and Dan, we're going to talk about thyroid disease today. Uh, But I just want our listeners to know that we're planning for the month of February to talk about autoimmune diseases. And I just, to refresh your memory, uh, the gut is really important in autoimmune disease. Uh, Most of our immunity is in our gut. Uh, We'll have a taste of this uh, in a, uh, rhetorical way on uh december 6th when we talk about leaky gut syndrome but an interesting fact for you there to, to think about is one gram of a stool has more bacterium than the stars in the universe just think about that and 10 to the thirteen more bacteria than the stars in the universe and um our, our, that's where our immunity is. Our population is increasing at seven-tenths of a percent a year. Chemicals are increasing at three percent a year. Okay? And only 5% of them are t- tested for any, any safety at all. And these are the facts and figures we're going to give you in, in, in February and how they directly affect your health. Okay, really uh, stuff that you're not going to get on, uh, any, on, the, on the, any other place unless you do a lot of reading. But we're going to try and synthesize it here and get, get it all in one place. So we'll be talking about chemicals, how they affect your body. and we'll Of course, they, they do affect your thyroid, so we're going to be talking about that today. Electromagnetic fields and how they uh, are endocrine disruptors, uh, how they affect adrenals and children and adults talk about uh, creating a safe zone in your house uh, talking about uh, uh, cruciferous vegetables and the microbiome the microbiome it's so important there's so many children born by cesarean section rather than through their mother's birth canal that they do not have a, a uh, uh, all the bacteria they need to, to uh, oh my gosh I got my own cell phone here uh, Jerry, if you could take over for a second, I forgot to straighten out my uh, my audio system.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Um, we were going to refer to the thyroid, and there's many aspects of it. Um, the key reason why I got so involved in it when I was about 10 months old, uh, the medical community used radiation on me to shrink my thymus gland, and unfortunately, knocked off part of my thyroid. So uh, I never realized it, that I was working at a deficit. From way back when, but when I went through dental school, I had to study five times harder because I couldn't remember anything. But l- looking generally at the statistics of our population uh, with thyroid, it, they estimate that 12% of the U.S. population will develop a thyroid condition during their lifetime, and that's basically an estimated 20 million Americans have some form of thyroid, and they also estimate that up to 60% uh, of those who have thyroid disease are unaware of the condition, and it's ubiquitous uh, for the simple reason that you have a chlorinated water, you have bromine in the bleach, you have fluoride in the toothpaste in the water, and you have these unsaturated fats that's you know the big fad, and you got heavy metals, and these all tend to literally suppress thyroid function. Uh, one of the other factors that I, I found through my clinical experience is that these childhood vaccines and especially tetanus is being trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid. So apparently there's receptors there in the gland that are latching onto the tetanus component of the vaccine and preventing it from from functioning properly. And, you know, when you start to look at the symptomatology of an underactive thyroid, it's pretty much Every advertisement that's that's being, uh, you know, put out there in the airways, you have baldness, loss of hair, uh, you have acne, you have constipation, you have insomnia, uh, infertility, uh, memory loss, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, heart problems, heart attacks, clogged arteries, atherosclerosis, um, tooth decay, okay, um, memory, you know, mental fog, so
1: hypercholesterolemia.
0: Exactly, hypercholesterolemia, and uh, I think I said the digestion problems and all. So the, the fact is, they go to their doctor, they run the blood test, and they say there's nothing wrong with you; your blood tests are normal. But Broda Barnes's 20 years of research showed that the armpit temperature and the symptomatology are more accurate in making a diagnosis than the blood test so I think you're aware of that, Dr. Ron, and, and I'm sure they probably downplayed this when you were in medical school.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I didn't learn about Brodeborn, so I was in my residency. Uh, we we uh, used the old basal metabolic rate test there, and they put you on the table and whatever, but I didn't learn about really what thyroid was about till I was in my residency and started doing research on my own. Uh and I, you know, we missed a lot of it. And 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 uh, what I wanted to bring up before my my uh, intermittent uh, problems here, there was a a, a study on uh, on Medscape this week about that uh, using levothyroxine to treat subclinical hypothyroidism uh, has, should be uh, maybe slowed up because by, by the, uh, levothyroxine is the most prescribed drug around. Boy, I, and it doesn't make any sense of the way the way these these authors even portray this study. It's crazy because they're 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 again they're treating a blood test. They're not treating the person.
0: And not only are they not treating the person, they're not getting to the core issue. I mean, all these mercury fillings that have been placed in people's mouths through the years—that darn mercury leaks out 24/7 and and suppresses thyroid function.
1: Right, exactly, and uh, you know we're you know, maybe i just just for a second uh i thought maybe you know we always talk about endocrine glands we talk about endocrine disruptors okay i wonder if people really know what their endocrine glands are okay mm-hmm. and and what they what the endocrine system really means so i'm going to take a minute for this then I'll sure. let uh, Dr. Jerry back on. The endocrine system is made up of all of the body's different hormones, okay? And it regulates all of our biological pro- uh, processes in our body from our conception to our old age. And so, what does that include? It includes the development of the brain and nervous system, growth and function of the reproductive system, function of, of metabolism and blood sugar levels. And that's another thing. And we'll get into this maybe next week with Dr. Biostein because. The diabetes and thyroid are very much connected. So what are the major components of the endocrine system? The female ovaries, right? The male testes, the pituitary gland, the thyroid gland, the adrenal gland. Now, there are other components like the pineal gland, the thymus, the hypothalamus, the parathyroid glands, and the pancreas. But I can mention the main ones first. So the hypothalamus uh, that, that's the gland in our endocrine system that uh, links, our, links it all together. The hypothalamus drives the endocrine system, the hypothalamus, okay? pituitary gland receives signals from the hypothalamus. This posterior lobe secretes hormones that are made by the hypothalamus. The anterior lobe produces its own hormones. Some of these act. On other endocrine glands, of course, then we have the thyroid gland, and it is a critical gland to healthy development and maturation of, of all human beings. And it really regulates our metabolism and a host of other uh, functions. And the adrenal glands, that as I say, the pancreas uh, you know, uh, is important for our blood sugar, and then of course the gonads are uh, resp- response for our androgens, estrogens, and progestins. But this 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 endocrine system of ours. Uh, acts as a symphony orchestra. It, everything has to be in balance. You can't have the violins playing and the drums at different times. Everything has to be in order, and we need uh, a, a conductor, and that conductor, uh, the way I look at it, is the hypothalamus. Okay, so, Jerry, how about we talk, you, you started uh, talking about mercury, and, uh, of course, I could throw in there aluminum but uh, and formaldehyde, but endocrine disruptors. Uh, Yeah,
0: well, the unsaturated uh, fatty acids, believe it or not, uh, actually uh, block the production of of the thyroid hormone. It also impedes its circulation in the blood uh, system, and it also impedes the receptors from recognizing the the, uh, thyroxin, the T4. So this is the craziness that, you know, we get sold a bill of goods by a lot of uh, disinformation that's put out there, and it's all designed to slow up the thyroid, so that the people can't think straight.
1: Well, I made a list of thirteen. Let's see what you think of these these uh, these disruptors. BPA, right? That's right. The, uh, And even the new stuff, right? Made plastics or whatever imitates the sex hormone, right? And, and it interferes with that thyroid. Well, you How saw about plastic. Dioxins?
0: Yeah, you know the people don't realize that when they buy milk in a supermarket and it's in one of these cloudy soft plastic containers, that's leaching out BPA.
1: Yeah, and and and, and canned soups—is that what you just said? Canned soups. Well, the, also thing. yeah,
0: any of the soft plastics that are lining the cans or, you know, the bottled waters and uh, the milk—and all it's crazy.
1: All right. So choose fresh uh, or frozen over canned.
0: Absolutely. All right, how about
1: dioxin? Dioxin was another one I found. It, it's formed during many industrial processes when chlorine or bromine are burned in the presence of, car- burned in the presence of carbon and oxygen. Uh, all I can say is, if you you know, it, it's difficult to avoid it, but eating lower on the food chain helps because dioxin builds up in animal products.
0: Yeah, well, and after nine eleven, Doctor Ron, after nine eleven, you had a tremendous. Uh, Increase in the levels of dioxin up in the Manhattan area.
1: Well, and then, you know, the other thing that I just learned about, uh, and I, again, I'm saving it for February, is silica from those buildings coming down and how that affected the, our, our uh, immunity and how it made us sort of destroy our, our own endocrine glands. I didn't even put that on my list. We did talk about atrazine a couple of weeks ago, a weed killer. Right. Mean, you just gotta you got to buy organic. And phthalates, right, that makes the plastic soft, cosmetics last longer in your body. So, you know, what do you do? Try and avoid them, Uh, avoid uh, fragrance and personal care products. Don't use plastic food wraps. Or number three, plastic wrap. I just found that. That's, That's the one that has the most phthalate in it. Number three, plastic wrap. Stay away from vinyl flooring products. Number five on my list, and Jerry, I'm sorry, I'm just going through this. You can jump in any time. It's perchlorates, a contaminated rocket fuel. I found that that competes with iodine when it gets into our bodies. And you want to talk about a thyroid disruptor? That's it, baby.
0: Yeah, and every time they send a rocket up there, Cape Canaveral, you got, what, 11 tons of uh, rocket fuel being dumped into the atmosphere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it it spreads. It's like you you said a, a while ago. Uh, the Fucus, uh, the uh, Fukushima, uh, uh, yeah, Fukushima is making its way over to the east coast now of our country. Fire retardants that, that we use, that we, are, we probably, I probably had them on my children when they were small. We thought it was a good idea to put it in their clothing uh, to prevent fires. It's, they they said here, I have a study that is responsible for the loss of 11 million IQ points. Wow, that's how dangerous that stuff is. And then the old standby still around, lead. All right? It just uh, it's in a, it affects almost every organ that I know about.
0: Well, you know, it's um, interesting you know, with the fluoridated water, the uptake of uh, lead into the brain is enhanced. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Well, but as I'm getting ready for February show, I did did realize it, and I am learning that the blood brain barrier is penetrable by toxins. Arsenic, heavy metal, causes skin, bladder, and lung cancer, interferes with hormone functioning in the glucocorticoid system that regulates how our bodies process sugars and carbohydrates. The only way I know about that is uh, make sure your water isn't contaminated, so you've got to filter it. And we talked about filtered water when we, when we had our specialists on. There was something else that, that came up in that article. It said rinse your rice before cooking and cook in more water. Uh, to lower the arsenic levels in, ri- in, in rice, and then the old standby, one that you've talked on this program a lot of times, mercury. It's uh, it's in the oceans, it's in the air, it's incredible, incredible, well, yeah, the, and it's in your mouth.
0: Yeah, the the uh, first of all, the dental offices. There's no filtration system on the market that takes colloidal mercury out. So when a dentist drills out an old mercury filling from a patient's mouth the colloidal mercury gets into the public water supply. I think we're the third largest uh, industrial contaminant uh, industry on the planet, uh, dentistry. And the other thing is the coal plants from, you know, Asia and all, when they burn the coal, the mercury, over um, 40 tons of mercury are spewed out into the atmosphere. And, you know, with a a current of 200 mile an hour for the the winds, you know,
1: it's going around the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm at number ten, the perfluorinated chemicals (PFCs). And what are they, ladies and gentlemen? They are used in nonstick cookware and to coat the inside of popcorn bags and fast food containers. Ninety-nine. They said ninety-nine percent of Americans have these chemicals in their bodies. Ninety-nine percent. And babies at birth. And babies, and babies, at, babies birth. at birth. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Skip nonstick stick cookware. Avoid avoid stain resistant treatments on furniture. And make your and, own popcorn on the stove the old-fashioned way.
0: Yeah, natural uh, makeup.
1: Yeah, and natural makeup. Yeah, because it's in the lipstick. And yeah, I, some I, of it, the I, lipstick that, has
0: lead in it, Doctor Ron. I don't. I when I was putting my information together on mercury and lead and all that, uh, the red color in particular has a lot of them can have lead in it. And you're just unaware of
1: it. You can't oh, put that in your gas Kalish. tank,
0: but you can put it on your lips. It's
1: okay. And <laughs> <laughs> not on your hips. Dr. Kalish gave us a gave me a number that I'll never forget how much lipstick a woman uses in her lifetime. Do you have any idea, Dr. Jerry? Two uh, and a half pounds.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, well, it
1: blew my mind. That's why I can't forget it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what blew my mind today. I had a patient in from Wisconsin. And she told me when years ago when she was like really, really sick, she would go through the airport metal detector and it would trigger it off. And th- they did a strip search on her because they couldn't find any metal on her. But she had so much metal toxicity in her body, it tripped off the darn alarm.
1: Jeez, that was crazy. Incredible.
0: That is wow. incredible.
1: Yeah. Wow. All right, I got a couple more here. Glycol ethers. Common solvents in paints, cleaning products, brake fluids, and cosmetics, right, linked to and pickles. And remember, all your endocrine glands are are all uh, linked together, ladies and gentlemen. And last but not least, a neurotoxic compound that was used by the Nazis in huge quantities for chemical warfare during World War II, organophosphate pesticides. Okay, and they're one of the more common ones used today. And I, I would tell you the best thing is to buy organic. But even you know that's probably the best you can do, and it probably has some of a, a Monsanto's Roundup in it. So uh, it's, uh, it's really you, it, you really got to do the best you can do, uh, and, uh, and live your life.
0: Well, I just these, started these, using it, the deodorized chicken manure for. Uh, my high phosphorus content for the winterization of my lawn—that's what it is. It's deodorized chicken manure. Wow, <laughs> but it's these are natural.
1: Wow, I mean, I'm going to give you one, one, one statistic here: the negative health effects of endocrine disruptor or disruptors are so widespread that endocrine disruptors, according to the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, now good, good journal cost the United States over two percent of its gross domestic product three hundred and forty billion dollars annually and that's not lower. including
0: the illegal aliens right
1: so, i mean it's it's, it's
0: higher
1: <laughs> higher yeah it's, it's huge i mean it, that is a huge uh, uh, number so all right, so we're getting a little bit off uh we were we were talking about Thyroid and thyroid is it's, it's not all that difficult, uh, as, as Dr. Jerry sees it and as I see it. Uh, the the the, the, the science will back us up. New yeah. data suggests water fluoridation linked to, linked to hypothyroidism. That that was in you know the Journal of Epidemiology. I mean, study after study backs us up, but. The doctor you're going to probably never heard of this stuff because he's he's again he's into disease a disease b and i'm gonna just give you one tidbit that i that thats blown my mind this week now I'm let Dr. Jerry go on the number one and number two cause of death in the United States is cancer and heart disease, and the number three. And what do you use to treat them? Drugs, right? And the third cause, highest cause of death in the United States is drugs. So there's really something wrong with this whole picture, Jerry. I mean, we really need a new paradigm.
0: Well, I think okay, it's starting. You know, the people are voting yeah. with their pocketbooks. More and more people are, you know, going to alternative healthcare care practitioners um, because they're tired of getting beat up.
1: Yeah, it is absolutely crazy. I mean, the number one and number two causes of disease are, are, are being treated with the number three cause of, of death in the United States.
0: And, and the number one and number two disease processes are not really uh, being reduced. That's the joke of it all. You know, they've been the war on cancer since the Nixon era right in the 60s. It's worse than ever. Yeah, it's a absolutely. scam. It's an academic scam.
1: All right, so look, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're talking about things uh, uh, generally your thyroid and thyroid disruptors, but these thyroid, these endocrine they they these endocrine disruptive disrupting chemicals, they're they're not only affecting your thyroid, they're affecting everything in your body, okay? Your adrenal glands, they they mimic different hormones. And these disruptors sometimes attach to to uh, proteins, and then normal proteins in your body, and your body doesn't recognize them, and then starts destroying them.
0: Oh. And they,
1: the the fibroid, like Dr. Jerry said, I mean, cold intolerance, puffiness, coarse hair, dry oh. hair, sleep apnea. I mean, how many cases of sleep apnea could be cured by taking a, a basal body temperatures and taking some thyroid, constipation, decreased appetite, weakness, blurred vision and when I interrupted uh, Dr. Jerry earlier he was talking about brain fog, carpal tunnel syndrome, you know and and even the mainstream physicians will, will admit that thyroid, standard thyroid testing misses the diagnosis a lot of times a lot of times and uh, Dr. Jonathan Wright wrote a whole article about natural medicine, how it how it how it uh, misses it. So, uh, so Dr. Jerry, we have uh, I got to bring Dr. Dan back in here. He had problems too today. Let me get his mic back on. Sure. Uh, Let's see if you go, Dr. Dan. I'm sorry, you you and I maybe something's going on here in Florida. Uh, We we both have problems. I I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me.
2: Yeah, I was trying to ask you some questions but uh because uh, yeah, I had,
1: uh, it, your your mic went off too yeah yeah
2: so every, go ahead
1: dan yeah, we we sort of had you silence for a while so go to it
2: yeah uh, i want to ask you something first dr jerry they uh, tried to shrink your thymus you said when you were a kid yeah it was enlarged because it was
0: working was fighting off uh, an infection in the body so that
2: uh-huh. they
0: used radiation to shrink the thymus
2: Right. Like like they used to check my flat feet underneath the uh, fluoroscope and then radiate. Exactly. Me. Right, which uh, and now I don't have flat feet, but that's beside the point. That's not good. And it affects your yeah, memory. But, they huh? they, but your they feet glow? glow in the dark, Doctor Dan, so you can find them at night. <laughs> uh-huh. Is your is your thyroid okay? Did it affect your thyroid? Oh
0: yeah. I mean you know, I couldn't. Well, my father used to kid me around when I was a teenager. He says, you know, you're such a young kid and you don't have a stamina. Well, you know, now when I look back, i, I that's the reason. You know, I, I had to study five times harder in professional school because I couldn't remember. But the, the good news is I studied so hard that I, I didn't forget it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, So they did a lot of this back in those days, and now, of course, we don't do that anymore. Right. I I think you guys covered uh, everything I wanted to cover and more already. <laughs> I'm not right. Well, well you didn't yeah, mention, I just want
0: to yeah, right there. Yeah, Doctor uh, Ron, I just want to mention like uh, you know people think these polyunsaturated fats are so good. You know, like canola oil, even flaxseed oil, soy, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Uh, they're basically the vegetable oils, and they're long-chain fatty acids, which unfortunately are fragile and unstable, they break down in the liver and they go rancid. And when you're cooking with these oils, they also become rancid and it suppresses thyroid function. So, you know, people are loading up on these things and they think they're doing themselves, you know, a favor, but they're actually suppressing thyroid. The other thing I wanted to cover is about well, let's,
1: let's well, before yeah. we get there. So what what do you what do you recommend your patients fry, uh, cook with?
0: Coconut oil. Coconut oil is a saturated olive oil. oil. And and it's very very healthy. It has a, it can sit out on your countertop for three to five years because it has extremely high vitamin E content, which is a great antioxidant. It also helps you to lose weight because it increases your metabolism and get your thyroid working. It has iodine in it.
1: Right, it's antiviral, antibacterial.
0: Right, and it's great for oil pulling in the mouth. If you take a tablespoon of coconut oil and let it melt in your mouth and just keep swishing it around for like 15 minutes. It literally pulls toxins out of the gums and the jawbone and and your mouth will feel so much more refreshed. It's kind of like an oral douche. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you know what I do? I, I use the Gans and olive oil in the morning. Yeah. With that. I use Gans with it. And, uh, uh, Dr. Dan knows I was at the dentist on Monday getting some caps, and he
2: said, your gums look great. But the teeth have to go, right? No. The teeth got to go, but the gums are doing good. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, another – All right, so,
1: so with the, uh, let's just stick with this because we always have to give our listeners an option. So they know okay. not to use polyunsaturated fats, but uh, I would – you would recommend uh, coconut oil, medium-chain uh, – Yeah, uh, and olive oil. And olive oil, okay, and that's it. Okay. All right. Now you were going to go on.
0: Yeah, basically, um, one of the problems uh, with thyroids is uh, Hashimoto's, and uh, before the show, I I downloaded some information, and uh, basically they're saying that there's 14 million people in the United States um, that come down with thyroiditis, and of course they don't know where it's coming from. They they classify it as an autoimmune disorder, uh, and they just say it's a malfunction of your immune system. Well, you know, I personally don't buy into that that model uh, only because I've reversed Hashimoto's numerous times. Um, and, you know, they say women are seven times more likely to get it than, than men. But the thing that really upset me was the fact that uh, you cannot prevent Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which to me is a lie. It, it's totally disinformation. What I'm finding... In these autoimmune issues, especially with the thyroid, the thyroid's a filter, and it's pulling toxins, poisons, heavy metals, vaccines, whatever, out of the bloodstream, and it's storing it in its parenchyma or its matrix of the gland itself. And that foreign substance is what's causing the immune system to attack it. It's so darn simple. I mean, I had one young woman, she was 22 years old, overweight. Chronic fatigue crashed when she would come home from work. She was a CPA, and she could hardly function. And when I did my diagnosis on her, she had cytomegalovirus in the jawbone where she had a wisdom tooth taken out seven years before she developed thyroiditis. And then she had a stainless steel orthodontic retaining wire bonded on to the backs of her lower front teeth, you know, to prevent them from shifting. And the nickel and the stainless steel literally migrated out of the wire into her thyroid. So she had cytomegalovirus from the extraction site and nickel from the wire in her thyroid. That's why the body was attacking it. When I got rid of those two offenders, the Hashimoto's disappeared. So, you know, we see this on a routine basis. And this is why the body is attacking, the, you know, your organ, your thyroid. It could be the liver. It could be the spleen excuse me, it could be the pancreas. Chemicals, heavy metals, they're getting trapped and even medications, trapped in the different organs. And that's why the immune system attacks it. It doesn't happen for no reason.
1: And don't forget gluten.
0: Absolutely. And all the I mean, genetically it, it, it modified to, to, garbage.
1: Right. It looks it looks to the it looks like a thyroid hormone but your body you can't fool your immune system. So it starts attacking it, and it, then it attacks your thyroid because gluten attaches to the to the thyroid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about that, ladies and gentlemen, come February. We're going to talk about gluten and its effect on your body and all, all the uh, endocrine glands it affects, and the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Okay, really important that uh, you. Uh, Spread the word uh, for February. Get your friends and family to listen. We're going to have a whole month of just autoimmune diseases, and gluten will be one whole day.
0: Well, you know, it's Um, also interesting when you're talking about the um, symphony of the endocrine system, you know, especially the thyroid and the adrenals. When the thyroid goes south and goes low in its function, the adrenals start overworking, to pick up the metabolism. So that's why you can't fall asleep at night because of the adrenaline's pumping out from the overactive adrenal glands. And why you could be thin and still have a hypothyroid situation because when your adrenals are pumping out, the catecholamines, the norepinephrine, epinephrine, the adrenaline basically, you're metabolizing faster. So you're going to be thin, but you're going to still have a low thyroid. So the the fatigue level is like a dish rag. When you got a hypothyroid and a hypoadrenia, it's like you are a prescription for a nervous breakdown. And literally, that's why, you know, the the great mom, you know, the PTA mom, the Girl Scout mom, she, she runs away because she can't handle the stress anymore.
1: That's a great point. That is an excellent point about being thin and being under active thyroid. Yep. Uh, because it's not, that's not the way you're taught. Exactly. That is a great point. It's a great take-home point for today's program.
0: And the other interesting thing, there's an interesting metal on the periodic table. It's called indium. It's 49th in the periodic table. And um, what was discovered was the fact that when you're uh, – it's in very small quantities, and it's present in seaweed, but it's in an insoluble form. It's not easily absorbed into the body. But when you're deficient of indium, it prevents – the other trace minerals from being absorbed into the endocrine organs so that they can't work properly. So every once in a while when I'm testing my patients, I come across somebody who you know, needs the indium and it's a, a, a patented formula, indium ease they call it, um, indium sulfate and it's quickly absorbed but it just turns on the endocrine system and you know, 99.999% of the doctors don't even know that this thing exists and so they keep forcing the organ to work with, you know, prescriptions and, you know, even vitamins or other uh, replacement hormones. But if it doesn't have the trace minerals to work properly, you know, you're up a stream without a paddle. You know, the thyroid, okay, iodine. The pituitary is manganese, okay? The adrenals are copper. Every endocrine organ has a primary mineral that it, it – it, Activates its function And I, I picked this up studying Nutrition back in the 80s And uh, you know this is why you need These trace minerals
1: Yeah really important And you know you're again you're ahead of the uh, We didn't even talk about February but you're, ahead, you're ahead of me because I'm even going to be Talking about chromium 6 mm-hmm. And most of our listeners never Even heard about it how that affects You know cancer mouth Nasal perforations and Adult allergies uh, but, you know, the average physician doesn't know a lot about chromium-6. He doesn't know uh, anything about India, manganese. He uh, doesn't even know how to test it uh, to see how it affects a person. So these are uh, subjects that we have to uh, deal with more in depth in the, in the coming year.
2: Does chromium-6 affect the diabetes also, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry? I I that- have not. Read about uh, my 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 knowledge of chromium
1: six is about research from research. Doctor Jerry may have a different uh, answer based on his clinical studies. But uh, I know people that I,
2: take chromium and, of course, uh, cinnamon also. No, no, no.
1: Chromium six is different. It's a different. Oh, different it's different. Element. Okay. It's it's not like the chromium you use for hypoglycemia or whatever. Right, right. Not for the okay. diabetes. No. Okay. Yeah, that's well, what I'm ladies gonna gentlemen. have to
0: look up, Dr. Run.
1: Oh, don't tell me I got you one. I I, did, I don't give you me with me. anything. I do try. I do try. <laughs> I believe me, I try. I try and just just get it in there and just let <laughs> it pass pass by and I wait for your response. But I do get a little bit of silence. <laughs> you finally got him, it, huh? a, I, it looks like I got one up on him, but, but I'm not keep loose keeping score.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with our permanent co-hosts here, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. Uh, we, I guess, as I say, I'm 51 years uh, since medical school. Jerry, how long are you out? Uh, almost 47.
0: Oh, he's a baby. So I'm a baby. So Jen, you're right. Dan, I can Dr. Be your Dan father. and I got 51 each. That's 102 and
1: 47, 149 years of experience between the three of us. Wow, (laughs) that's
2: a, a, a it's really, it's really
1: interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you know, obviously we've made some mistakes. I I can tell you a a personal story uh, that i told some of my friends. So when I was uh, rotating in cardiology, uh, I was the head, head resident that, that month. And, uh, I, I came back from rounds and the chief cardiologist said, "Repussy, did you make any mistakes today?" And I said, "No, sir." He said, "You didn't learn a thing." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that that really hurt me at the time. But as I got older, I know what he meant. Yeah, you know you have to learn
2: from your mistakes. And I, you know, as long as you don't kill anybody, but we you do learn as you make a mistake. Just don't do it again. You said the right thing. Don't kill anybody. <laughs>
1: well, I'm gonna. I I'm going to just 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 read something here that I I'm starting to put together. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. Who said that? Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Yeah, he hoped to arouse the the casual crowd and other animals warning them that the end is near. Not surprisingly, most of them reacted not at all just like the the townsfolk who heard once too often the false alarm from the frightened young boy who cried wolf. Hmm. The reason I'm bringing this up is because leading conventional physicians, just like we're talking today, who have little or no exposure to increase the, what we're talking about, alternative, integrative, complementary medicine approaches, they they really have no idea that their sky is falling in. Okay? So uh, we have to uh, look at, at the oath about reversing iatrogenic toxicity. And I think a lot of that is, is, is important today and next week before Dr uh, we have our our diabetes expert I want to uh talk a little bit about a summary of a of a integrative convention that I've just uh reviewed and uh, we'll talk about the, the different treatments of myofascial pain and so forth and the takeaway from the different lectures that were given at that conference All right Dr Dan any anything about thyroid that we
2: missed I think you guys. I don't want to just uh, uh, go over the same same stuff. You guys did a great job. Thanks. (laughs) Well, Um, well, I got something to add. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: the health of the the fetus, the offspring, is dependent upon the mother's uh, health of the thyroid because the genetic makeup uh, of the thyroid depends upon the genetic transfer through the egg. So if Mm. if the mother has a weak thyroid, it's a very high probability that the child is going to have a weak thyroid. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's contemplating getting pregnant or they are pregnant and they want to have a smart child, they better work feverishly to get their thyroid working because it's going to affect the child's IQ. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: That's another good takeaway point. And the other thing is, is, is is not to get off of thyroid, but you know, again, be getting ready for February and the autoimmune uh, month. Uh, you know, these artificial sweeteners, which we all know make you fat and cause a lot of things. The one thing that I I had forgotten about until I started reviewing the uh, literature is that they disrupt the the gut microbiome, and that that's probably how they why why they're so dangerous. You know, they 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 lead, they, they, they promote autoimmune. Diagnosis which which diabetes Is one of them and as We'll talk about later on diabetes and Thyroid disease are interrelated Tremendously So uh, watch out for those Artificial sweeteners ladies and gentlemen Yeah.
0: Well you know it's interesting that you mentioned about The thyroid and the diabetes They both Cause the uh, The uh, connective t- Tissue okay the fluid The lymph to gel up uh, you get mucopolysaccharides that are produced by both the diabetics and hypothyroid people. And so the nutrients can't get into the cells properly, and the waste products can't get out. And that's why your toes turn gangrene, and they got to cut them off. But, you know, it was interesting. Um, years ago, uh, I met a, a, a doctor who wrote a book on vitamin C. And uh, anyway, he was telling me about a diabetic patient who had gangrene toes, and he referred him to a clinic that did um, uh, ozone therapy. In three days, the, the guy walked out with pink toes. So just because wow. you have a diabetic situation and deteriorating tissue, pumping ozone into the blood can reverse that very quickly.
1: Well, wow. and, and my and son, number one, Dr. Ron, just came back from the convention, and he said 90 percent of the talks were a mitochondrial disease and how to keep your mitochondria uh, happy, healthy. Um, and that, That's something we don't talk a lot about. Dr. Jerry and I have talked about it because we're both investigating methylene blue, and methylene blue is a mitochondrial stimulant. So uh, we have to learn more about the mitochondria and how they affect our health.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Once- the uh, the thyroid increases the mitochondrial function and also growth, and, and quercetin Uh, which is a a bioflavonoid, also enhances mitochondrial uh, production. So, um, you know, the bottom line is with a healthy thyroid, you're impacting the whole body. um, It's just amazing.
1: I I just want my, my takeaway from thyroid is if you don't uncover thyroid dysfunction, ladies and gentlemen, you could end up with the complications of diabetes, and you can take that to the bank. Both of these disorders uh, share a lot in common. And it is the improper use of their associated hormones. So with diabetes, you don't use insulin properly. With hypothyroidism, you don't use, uh, utilize thyroxin properly. Right. It's, it's different autoimmune. Kind of totally different hormones, right? But the, right. The, the, the result is the same. Miserable symptoms that they both share. And, and they both are misdiagnosed with, the, with a high rate of frequency. Well, you know, it's
0: also interesting, you know, when you have hypothyroidism, you usually go estrogen-dominant, and uh, that's where, you, you know, you're wired and uh, you're just hyper, and, uh, you know, it just disrupts the whole endocrine balance. The other interesting thing that I noticed clinically, when you get a lot of people who are into, you know, drinking juices and carrot juice especially and all, they turn orange. And the reason for that is when you have a low thyroxin level, low thyroid le- uh, hormone level, you're not converting the beta-carotene to vitamin A. So that's why the pigments get uh. embedded into the skin.
2: Wow. And yeah, that's your a good point. point. To avoid the juicing in uh, cruciferous vegetables. Is that not right, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry? Have, yeah, um... that
0: could suppress thyroid function. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. and thyroid function. Also, um, potassium iodide. Is it a good idea to take it every day?
0: I Especially prefer the... It's called magnesium iodine because it's more biologically active, the way the body uh, has the iodine available to itself. The glucose solution, the potassium iodide and, yeah. and uh, iodine, uh, if it's too high of a concentration, I'm talking like 5%, Yeah, sometimes it's even billigrams. 2%, that can, that can disrupt your normal bacteria in your stomach and your intestines if you take so what, it orally. So
2: a day, uh, this, as far as milligrams, do you have any idea? They're talking about kilograms. in Japan
0: I think they were taking thirteen milligrams a day
2: yeah. to right. the seaweed and they had the
0: lowest cancer rate of any country in
1: the world. Dan Dr. Brownstein, if you look him up, who studied this a lot, six to twelve milligrams a day. Six
2: to twelve. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, you can
1: actually put a lugol solution on your skin and there's a there's a chart that when it you know, depending on how rapidly it's absorbed. And mm. Just by putting on your skate you'll see how deficient you are in iodine. And uh, uh, we,
2: we know chlorine, you know, chlorine and bromine and fluoride and so forth is, is bad. And, and in my studies here for the thyroid and all this business, are are we absorbing that in our swimming pools? And then when absolutely, we in- absolutely. Then we get into the shower and we produce chloroform with the with the warm and hot water. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, what do we do? We get rid of the chlorine in the pool and put ozone or, That's or it. salt?
0: That's what I did. I ozonated my pool. Uh, it's yeah. a whole lot
2: safer swimming in it. Yeah.
1: Okay. My so, i got to get that. Dr. Dr. Here. Dan, mine's ozonated.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I know you told me that, Dr. Ron. And I guess it's doing your good. But
1: just good. think of this, Dr. Dan, you brought up an interesting thing that we, you know, again, we don't have long time to talk about it, but you talked about taking a hot shower. Right. You're talking about if you don't have a filter you're gonna absorb chlorine and chloroform. Just take a look at the ingredients of the soap you're using and how that can penetrate through the through your skin and what what effects that's gonna have on your body.
2: Yeah, I, I don't use of any of the uh, uh triclosan or tricloban anymore. How about benziconium? Is that safe that they're putting in the, the antibacterials now?
1: Well, you, you don't need an antibacterial. That's the right. bottom no, I line. I
2: don't need them anymore, no. I got away from need it. need About all this. You
1: need the good old pastor wash your hands,
2: you know? So now what do we you do? Ozonate the water and uh, uh, put a filter on, on the house in order to take the chlorine out so that we can take a shower? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the, the, the least you should do is put a, a shower head filter on. A shower head filter. That's an idea. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's all the right. least. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh Well, even if you get the chlorine out of the pool and you take the chlorinated shower, you're still going to get chlorine from the uh, water, correct?
1: Well, you should be filtering that or having reverse osmosis.
2: Okay. Well, we have reverse osmosis here. So, okay. Okay.
1: All right, uh, Dr. Jerry, and Dr. Dan, I just can't believe what uh, an an hour flew by already. Uh sorry about my uh early uh problem with the audio. But I'm going to start out with with my closing remarks, and that is, may your stuffing be tasty, may your turkey be plump, may your potatoes and gravy have nary a lump, may your yams be delicious, may your pies take the prize, may your Thanksgiving dinner stay off of your thighs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that
2: means get your jelly off your belly and get your meat off the seat, like you always say, yeah, Dr. Ron. That's right. The jelly in the belly and the meat on the seat. Absolutely. Boy, you
1: got a good memory.
2: I'm going to call well, you later, and I'm going to write that down, what you said, because I went too fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, any uh, look, everybody,
1: I, I want to, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry will be on in a second, but I just want to make sure I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and remember what we always say about an attitude of gratitude, and people that have a gratitude are uh, live longer. And that's the other part of uh, even autoimmune diseases is our our emotions. We don't really talk a lot about them on this show, but they're really important to staying healthy. So I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, Doctor
2: Dan. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Bonafeste, we say in Italian? Happy feast.
1: Thank you, Doctor Jerry.
2: Here yeah, you. and and my little parting words
0: are: attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference.
2: Sure does. Absolutely. So enjoy words. words. Enjoy, enjoy
1: the next week, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Blastine and uh, he, he he has an experience. Uh, he's lived with type one diabetes, and you know if it, if you or your friends don't know it, that's also called juvenile diabetes. he's he was born in 1960. Dedicated 30 years of his life to improving the lives of people with diabetes. Should be an interesting uh, win-win situation for all of us. I know I'll learn a lot, and I hope uh, our listeners learn a lot about uh, juvenile diabetes. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, you know, I always say it's it's the you you should diet between New Year's and Christmas. Not between Christmas and New Year, so you know you can throw in a little extra here at uh, at the end of the year at Thanksgiving. Okay, everybody. Okay, see good you night. Next week. But thanks for tuning in.
2: Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Doctor
1: Ron and Doctor Ron I have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation radio here on live radio dot see you next week Cow.